This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Hello, and welcome to Facing Fate. I'm your Game Master, Russ Moore. If this is your first episode of Facing Fate, we recommend that you go back to Episode 1 and work your way through. If you're enjoying Lunacorp, the first season of Facing Fate, we would love if you would rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere else you can rate and review podcasts. If you share this or any episode to Twitter, make sure you use the Facing Fate cast hashtag, and your name could be used for a character in a future season of Facing Fate. A reminder that patrons of Dumb Dragons Productions receive early access to this season and all future seasons of Facing Fate, as well as a plethora of bonus content from the Dumb Dragons Productions team, which includes the show Dungeons and Dragons. Find out more at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. And now, let's begin the episode. Today's episode contains coarse language, frightening scenes, and descriptions of graphic violence. Facing Fate. Season 1. Lunacorp. Day 5. Part 1. Lunacorp main base four days after initial incident. The team is researching a viral or bacterial outbreak from an unknown pathogen stirred up from their work harvesting moon dust. Infected personnel have begun exhibiting violent symptoms, attacking and killing other personnel. New symptoms have occurred where the thought deceased Nurse Jenny woke up and began mindlessly trying to break out of the med center. Some quarantined workers have become agitated, possibly due to the virus, possibly due to the lack of answers nearing the 24-hour deadline. Back on Earth, answers to their current lunar experience have been spotty at best. However, Gail Chikowski, Rainia's manager, has assured her that an extraction and med team is being sent to help. While overseeing the base surveillance, Oscar Bloom has come across a random base personnel member, slowly roaming the halls headed towards the laboratory, following Rainia and Dr. Joyner's path. Rainia and Dr. Joyner have made it to the med lab. Uh, Franklin, we think we have an idea to hopefully sedate everyone in the most efficient way possible. Uh, I hand him a vial of the 
um, sedative. Can you get this sample aerosolized so that we can test it on some subjects to see if it will make any difference to Brutus or or Jenny's condition? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it shouldn't take too long. I can definitely, definitely do that. Yeah. I, uh, I call over, uh, Regina Regina. <laughs> and, uh, who's the other guy? Lamar? I call him over and I rewind the tape and I say, who is this? Um, well, I, I mean, it looks, it's kind of hard to tell. Um, it kind of looks a little bit like maybe Edgar? Edgar? So I pop into the database of employees see what room Edgar's supposed to be in and cut to the feet of his room you find an untouched bed and no sign of movement in his room uh guys um i'm gonna need you to keep all eyes peeled for uh who who we think might be edgar and you let me know if you see him again oh okay yeah sure yeah Do you want, do you want, yeah, me, to, do you want me to do that? No? You got it? Yeah, no, I got it. I okay. got it. I mean, I'm just aerosolizing <laughs> and chest testing all your samples over Franklin, here. Franklin, just do your job. Mm-hmm. Hello, MedLab. Uh, Julianne, is that you? <laughs> yeah, Oscar. Uh, I just, uh, I was watching the surveillance feed, and I saw someone wandering around, and I tried to phone them, uh, to see if they were okay, and, uh... I, I don't think they're okay, so you gotta be on the lookout. I think Edgar is wandering around because he's not in his room. Oscar? You gotta come look at this. Hang on. Uh. So Oscar says that you hear, like, a thud at the door. And you go over, Oscar, and you see that the camera position is right outside the laboratory, and you see Edgar hitting himself against the door. Franklin goes over. He's like, "I'll get the door." Uh, Jesus! Julia, don't open the door. Franklin, don't open the door. Why? Why don't? Why wouldn't I open the door? Everyone's supposed to be in their rooms, Franklin. You know, yeah, there's who would be knocking at the wandering. door. There's like Oscar and Lamar and and Regina Regina. That's that should be it. Okay. So is one of them outside the door there? Well, how about we ask before we just open it? You've seen what can happen. Okay. So he pulls up the video feed. He's like, holy shit! I, I walk over. What do we see? You see a pasty-skinned, black-veined, grizzled man who you recognize as Edgar, one of the uh, technicians. And he's hitting himself repeatedly against the door. Oh my god. I make sure the door is locked. Oscar, I thought you said everybody was in their dorms. Well, I, I thought everyone was. I took a look, but I guess one of them slipped through the cracks. <sighs> All right, Oscar. Uh, uh, you, you know what? I'm not your boss. And I pass it over to <laughs> to Rainia. I'm like, I can't even right now. <laughs> Oscar, will I? Um, I guess just. If you don't mind, scan scan through everything again, and let's make sure this is the only uh, the only one we've got out there, not contained, because he's not himself. Let's say. Do you do you need me to come down there and like trink him down? I'm assuming I have like a tranquilizer gun as well. Maybe not. We don't even know if a trank will work. 
Well, that's very true. <laughs> so let's let's everybody just hold tight for now. You hear from behind you, Rainia. Daryl and Gerard are the two gentlemen who are quarantined in the laboratory, and you hear them getting agitated with each other. And what are you, what are you looking at? You you want to come at me? Daryl starts throwing things at the glass towards Gerard, and they start throwing themselves at the glass. And you hear pressure and cracking happening at the glass between their two quarantine units. Guys, guys, please. They don't seem to be looking at you. They're just violently throwing themselves at the window. The window is separating them, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Franklin, how are we doing on that aerosolized version? I think we could use it right now. I kind of stopped because there was, like, action at the door. Well, Franklin, get on it. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And he rushes over to one of the desks. He's like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a few minutes. Uh, Franklin, I don't think you have a few minutes. Guys, you need to stop. I'll stop when he stops looking at me and my stuff. And he throws and the glass smashes. They fly at each other and begin tearing at each other. No, stop. No, no. Franklin, I swear to God, if you're not moving the fast as you possibly can, your ass is fired. I'm moving very fast and you're not my boss. So, but okay, I'm, I'm doing it. Franklin, you're doing a great job. I know we're asking a lot of you, but please, as you can see, we need to see if this is going to work. Here, try this. And he looks like he's finishing up a canister of something and throws it to Juliana. Uh, On the side of one of the glass fishbowl enclosures that we have them in is a air intake for added oxygen. And I... (laughs) Somehow put the aerosolized version into that where, like, a an oxygen canister would go, and I kind of, like, hook it up that way. It's... As the gas releases into the room, we'll go back to Oscar. Regina Regina and Lamar are busy scanning over rooms. Uh, o- Oscar, um, I mean, it looks like everybody's here except for, except for Edgar, who's, well, we know where Edgar is. Um, but, I mean, people are looking... Kind of, kind of antsy here, man. I uh, take a cycle through some of the rooms to see what they're talking about. The first few you pass over, the personnel look fine, uh, but then you get to the next few, and a couple of them are like seated in a corner, huddled, just rocking themselves back and forth. A couple of them appear to be throwing things in their rooms. Some of them are approaching the security camera position and yelling into it. Others you see storming between the bedroom and the and the bathroom, and some, as you the further down you go, you pass by a couple who look like they're having a seizure. I hop back on the phone. Radio, you guys uh, making any progress down there? Because uh, I'm looking through the dorms and things seem to be uh, getting a lot worse. Um, we, we, we're trying, we just, we just put in that first, first test of this aerosol to see if we can stop these two fighting. When you're looking through the rooms, is, is there anything that, is there a pattern you see in, you know, is it in certain sections things are worse, or is it the same all over, or does there seem to be any, anything consistent between the people reacting and not reacting? Um. I don't know, maybe the, the drivers and the technicians seem to be a little more advanced. There's a couple that are having seizures. Outside of that, though, I can't really see any pattern, so to speak. 
Well, maybe, but that tells us something, right? I mean, we already knew it was probably something coming in from outside, obviously, with Brutus, but I guess that that is consistent, at least with what we know so far, which is good. I mean, consistency of any kind is good right now, I think, even if it, well, I don't know, we're starting to understand it, maybe. The gas in the quarantine room has filled the chamber, and the two who are fighting, Daryl and Gerard, seem to be slowing their actions over the next short while, appear to go into some sort of sleep. Guys, I I think it worked. Daryl, Gerard? You see no movement from them beyond breathing. Any guess as to how long this will last? I mean, it was just a it was a small dose, just to kind of get get them get them quiet. So maybe maybe not too long, but it's tough to say. Well, They're big guys too. Uh, and okay, so how much of this stuff do you think that we can manufacture? Um, I mean. Uh, are we trying to are we trying to trank everybody in the in the in the whole place? I look at Rania. Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> maybe. No, I-, I mean if I guess if we find out everyone's infected, then yes. But it doesn't seem that way, right, Oscar? I mean, you're still. Oh yeah, I'm still on, on the phone, right? Yep. Like, it's it seems like. Some people are so far okay. It seems like so far we're okay. And even if a evacuation team comes, I mean, if we have to put everybody to sleep, how how are we even going to get everybody onto that evacuation? So we need to keep as many people awake as we can to help with that effort, but we need to make sure anyone who might be dangerous is asleep. I, I think I'd be able to target individual dormitories with the system and the, and the aerosols, but I, um, I mean, until I start actually trying it, I'm, I'm not sure, but I think I can make that happen. All right, well, we know right now that that this stuff will work on those who are a, a little showing more symptoms of aggression than others. However, we don't know what the composition and, and, and the makeup of the people who have been completely infected by this thing and how they'll react to it. I I don't feel comfortable uh, doing much else with this until we know for sure it's going to work on those who are so far gone like Brutus. And and maybe Edgar. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe Edgar. Whatever we want to do, we'll need... Even if we had enough of this and could take care of everyone that needed to be put to sleep, we'd still need to get it from here to where Oscar is, right? Yeah. So we need to deal with Edgar, I think, has to be our next step. Uh, is Oscar, are you able to get any sort of, I don't know, what do we have on this? Do we, do we have riot gear or uh, any sort of physical, personal protection that... I mean, you were willing to come up and and trank them. I think that might be our best bet. Might also tell us whether or not that this kind of tranquilizer will work on him. But I uh, should probably have a plan B just in case it doesn't. Uh, yeah, I can. Uh, I can make my way over to the administration office and grab some gear and, 
and try and come help you guys out. That'd be great, Oscar. Uh, stay safe. All right, we'll do. You hang up the phone, and Lamar calls to you on the way out. He's like, um, hey, Oscar, uh, before you go, I, I, I don't... I don't know if this is important, but like I came across these plans the other day for an old an old base, like off site. I don't know. Maybe we want to take a look at that once you guys get this sorted out. Um, it just seemed kind of kind of interesting. It was tucked away, buried at the back of some some shelves that I was sorting through and filing. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll I'll love to take a look at that when I get back. Great, great. I'll uh, I'll see what I can find out uh, more about whatever it is uh, when you get back and you hear Regina. She's like, she's kind of mindlessly watching the screens to you, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll just keep checking on checking on everybody. Um, see you when you get back, though. Okay? Okay. If you guys need me, just just give me a call. Okay, got it. Back in the room, are you guys doing anything, or are you just waiting on Oscar at this point? Um, is there a way we can help Franklin? Like, can he show us what buttons to press and what, like, sure. centrifuges to do? Like, we're yeah. just in there to, like, start making more sure. of this aerosol? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll say that you guys have set up some sort of assembly line of, of aerosolization. Um, so we don't really need to do that anymore. Uh, Oscar, you make it to uh, the administration office and you snag. Uh, it takes you a little bit of hunting around to find the, the box, but you snag a trank gun and you uh, you make it to the security store room there. Is there like a getting suited up montage that's going on at the same time? Yeah. Like you see me sweet. like fastening things to like my arms and legs and then yeah. chest protector and... Tying your boots and then like, right? really aggressively, and it's it's a lot of janitor equipment. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. You've got a mop and a bucket, and then yeah. you're like, I forgot what I was here to do. <laughs> I got wrapped up in the moment. So there's armor. There's like billy clubs. There's whatever else you want to be in there. Okay, I'm gonna grab uh, the trank gun, uh, a taser, a billy club, and some armor, and I'm gonna huff it on out of there. You make it just around the corner from where you know the the laboratory is, and you hear groaning and thudding coming down the hall. And I creep very, very quietly. Let's do a check of some yeah. sort. Ooh, yeah. Because this is a getting, sneaky stealth this check. Is getting action-y. Oh, God. I'm excited. Let's do a stealth check because there's, there's weird a stealth. weird the tech guy. All right. Uh, is there actually like a stealth thing? Because I don't there have a... stealth written down. Oh, well, you should take stealth. I will add a stealth it thing. to my fair abilities. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Rolling some dice. That is uh, one plus two is three. So that is a good Okay, uh, so what's your what's your game plan as you're as you're stepping close to Edgar? I kind of poke my head around the the rounded corner, and I lay some eyes on him and lean back and kind of formulate a plan that I'm gonna wait till he keeps knocking his head on the wall because I imagine there's some sort of rhythm to it. And uh, yeah, so I'm gonna wait for as he's like mid head bonk to uh, to pop out and shoot him with a trank gun. That happens, and there is a shoot skill as well. Oh, God. Well, I'm going to add that one to average. (laughs) So we're going to. Because I'm probably not a crack shot. You're an average marksman. 
Uh, so, yeah, because you're probably going to be, I don't know, 30 feet down. So roll a, roll a shoot there, man. Okay. Oh, shit, that's three plus one is four. That is Whoa. a great. Damn. You wait for the right head, head bonk, um, and you rip around the corner, and you peg him square in the shoulder. You're watching, and he stops, and he turns, and he looks at you. And he begins shambling down the hall towards you. Sweet. Love it. Is he going, like, fast? or Well, shambling would imply he's going slowly. Shambling. He's shambling at first, but it looks like he's picking up a little speed kind of partway down the hall. Is it, like, downhill? Is, is he gaining? Yeah. Like, well, I oh, think okay. he's leaning forward, yeah. so he's giving okay. himself a little bit of yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. moment. Gravity is helping getting him. a little he- ahead of himself there. Uh, it doesn't appear to have have been affected by the tranquilizer at this moment though what are you doing in response uh is pan- i don't see panic on here is panicking one of the skills <laughs> pee in pants right pee in yeah. pants. can i roll um, a pee roll <laughs> doggy style yeah. Yeah. inside the room you've heard the the thudding stop and even a couple footsteps walking away i look at the video screen and i don't see you don't see Edgar outside the door anymore. Um, I'm gonna... Guys, I'm just gonna pop my head out uh, to see what, what's happening out there. You release the lock and you look outside the door. About ten feet away, you see Edgar. About twenty feet beyond Edgar, you see uh, Oscar holding a trank gun. I, like, exchange a glance with Oscar and I'm just like... Run! <laughs> Oscar, run! Uh, I'm going to try to tase it as it's coming towards me as well. Make a shoot. Okay. Uh, so that is a one plus one, so that's a two. It's a fair. You let loose the taser, and uh, you see the electrical current begin to shock his body, and he falls to the ground in a bit of a seizure, but looks like he's fighting through it and pulling himself closer to you with his arms now. Ju- Juliana, um, I tried tranking it, and now I've tased it. I don't know what to do here. Uh, Ju- Juliana runs down the hall toward him, and as she does, she grabs a um, a fire extinguisher from off of the wall and, like, just fucking cracks <laughs> Edgar. So you're gonna try and like hit him in the head or the sure, back yeah, or the where, yeah. are you, where are you trying I'll, to hit? I'll, him? I'll hit him. I'll hit him in the head. Okay, you gotta roll, make a f- fight roll. Oh shit! Fuck! It's it's minus two. As you're running towards him, there's a spot that appears to have some of the the webbing that you found in and around the eyes, and you slip on it, and you fall beside Edgar. Oh no! Uh, and he reaches for you. No, he doesn't. <gasps> oh no! <laughs> uh, he reaches. He He reaches for you and begins clawing at your arms, pulling you closer and trying to bite you. Oh god, Oscar! I I see this happening and I run up there and try to, like, drag her away from him. I'm kicking and thrashing, obviously. Are you dragging her towards me or towards the way you were? Just away from her. I'll say, yeah, back towards where I was. We'll say off that... 
attack that he did. Uh, you can defend with fight. We have sedative that we know works. It has not been aerosolized, but that's fine. It is just in a vial, so I'm gonna run out and like stab it in his butt meat. Jump in to like Do it. sedate it's him. Butt meat. Do it. <laughs> you should, yeah, still make it because that'll determine how much stress you take from it. You're gonna take probably. <laughs> You're gonna take two stress. Minus two. Two physical stress. That's why I had it checked yeah. off. This is happening as Rainia is running in behind and Oscar is rushing towards now. Uh, I just grabbed one of those sedative vials, which, like, guess what? It's not the best solution because we could, like, we're trying to aerosolize some of that to work it, but immediate threats, like, and so it will be like a normal dose of sedative that would have been, you know, like in an ampule that from the med center that they would have given someone. We're going to make you roll dice too. Make a. It should. It's got to be fight, provoke, or shoot. So I'd probably say fight. Okay, I'm going to put that into my fair category, because why not? Okay, so that is a two, so that is three. So you jab it in the butt meat as he is scratching at Juliana, trying to pull her closer to him. Um, And as you jab it in and as the vial releases, you see him slow his motions um, and he appears to be unconscious. Oh my god. And I I get up and back away from him. (sighs) Thank you. Thank you, Rainia. Okay, Juliana, you've got to, you get in the, you, you get back in there. Oscar, help me get Edgar into, like, we're in a hallway or something, like, whatever room is around us. Like, we need to get him. Locked away somewhere. Locked away somewhere, exactly. Oscar, when you were getting your gear there, did you see any sort of restraints or anything in the security area or in the administration office? Handcuffs? There uh, was some uh, zip ties and that sort of thing, yep. uh, Maybe we might want to have those on us, too. And I go back inside the med lab to help create more. Uh, Yeah, Um, I go into the center... I shut and lock the door, and I say, and I start stripping down, and I say, Franklin, you fucking check me over, mister. Okay, yep. Okay, we'll go back to Rania and Oscar with the, the, the body of Edgar in front of them. The, uh, the kitchen's just right around the corner. Want to, uh, want to put him there? I know we can lock that down. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I mean, obviously, we don't want to put him anywhere we need to go. (laughs) I mean, unless you're hungry, then... We might need to make a snack while we're there. I am a little peckish. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's get him in the in the kitchen. I mean, honestly, this is like a commercial kitchen. There's probably like, well, definitely a walk-in freezer and a walk-in cooler, but probably also like several large like pantry style rooms, right? Like this is a kitchen where they feed 70 people three times a day. Yeah, I'd have to think there's a lot of stuff there. Combined, you uh, you pull Edgar up and into the kitchen and dining area, and yeah, there's there's definitely pantries and cold storage and that sort of thing. Where which one do you hide them in? Uh, like the cold storage wouldn't be too cold, right? It's like a refrigerator. Refrigerator cold, so like two or three degrees. So that's pretty, pretty cold. cold. Yeah. If there's another option, that would be more just like yeah. a dry like pantry, dry, dry goods. Yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah, we'll uh, we'll throw them in one of the dry pantries and something that we can lock anyway. Yeah. Yeah, we'll say you put them in the dry pantry and you are able to 
position things in front of it and barricade it a little bit so that even if he did wake up, he couldn't get out. Unless it's like a shining situation where a ghost lets him out. You can never account for those ghosts. That's the trouble. Can we... Can there be a camera in there? Because it'd be good to see how this affects him. If you want to spend a fate point to do it, then we can make sure there's a camera. Because I don't know. Like, why would I justify a camera in there? Because there have been a lot of complaints of people fornicating in the dry storage area they had <laughs> to put a, a camera in. A lot of blowjobs. <laughs> Those ghost <laughs> blowjobs. <laughs> I'd like to know how long they'll be sedated exactly. for. Exactly. Spend a fate point, Carla. Don't be cheap. I'll spend one. I got it. <laughs> Wait, did you already do it, though? Maybe I haven't spent any. I feel like I did spend you one get them back You get them back. I haven't spent oh, anything. Oh, well, then fuck so. it. Yeah. Yeah. Spend it. Yeah. It is spent. There's a camera in there. Absolutely, there's a camera in there because everybody likes to keep track of their Snickers. Right. Mm-hmm. Where are you two headed? Oscar, let's go get some more gear, like zap straps and, you know, now there's two of us to carry things. And let's get that stuff and anything else we think we might need and, and get back to uh, Juliana and see how she's doing. Sounds good, boss. Juliana and Franklin have finished their exams, and you don't appear to have any physical uh, scratches. Uh, well, it, it looks looks like you're you're fine. Uh, Thanks, Franklin. Yeah, yeah. I no I just have a really really good idea that um, anything that these infected people have is definitely going to be contagious through uh, saliva, scratches, biting, anything like that. So just you know, stay away from them. Keep yourself safe. <sighs> oh, okay, okay. Let's get back to work. Sure. Uh, you turn to get back to work and as you turn back to the desk there you look over at the quarantine area and you see standing up in them uh, Gerard and Daryl staring out at the glass towards you um hello medlab uh yeah um it's it's uh it's it's Lamar um Oh, hi, Lamar. Um, yeah, um, I was, was just scanning through on some of the, the video feeds, and uh, you know that, uh, that other that other one in the med center, Persephone. Yeah. She's she's standing up. Oh, what's she doing? Standing up. I don't know how how all of this works, but she she wasn't standing up when when I was when I checked it last time, and now she is. Well, uh, thanks, thanks for letting me know, Lamar. I'll, I'll go check on her. Oh, okay. Great. Uh, Franklin, um, Persephone seems to be awake, so I'm gonna head down to, uh, the med center, and... Uh-huh. Yeah, um, you, you know, those two, those, those two are staring, staring, staring at us, and they start hitting themselves against the glass. Uh, Franklin, uh, how much of this equipment can we carry? He looks around at the entire laboratory and he's like, what? What do you mean? (sighs) Nothing. How much of this aerosolized compound have we made? Uh, uh, Not quite enough. Like enough to take care of, I don't know, like half of what we've, half of potentially all of them, maybe? 
with the same dosage we gave these two? Uh, maybe a little bit more. Great, that'll buy us ten fucking minutes. Grab the stuff, let's go. Okay. Get the, sh- the fuck out of here. <laughs> so we grab all of the all the sedative, like made into aerosolized or not. Uh, put them in bags and get out of there before they smash through that glass. They are throwing themselves heavier and heavier against the glass, um, and you see f- the spider webbing of the glass happen as you leave the room. You run out and are heading back down the hall. You see Oscar and Rainey ahead of you when Franklin yells to you, Dr. Joyner, I... Oh, I forgot something. I'll be quick, but I'll meet you in the med center. Well, all right, Franklin, but you get your ass back here fast. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, I got it. And as you're heading back down the hall, you run into uh, Oscar and Rainia. Um, so, turns out, uh, let, I'm, let's explain it on the way, you guys. We're going to the med center. Um... The compound that we gave the guys just maybe worked for five minutes. It, they are awake and they are throwing themselves. That glass is not going to hold. Uh, we need to we need to bunker down in the in the mid center. I think it's going to be our best bet. Okay, let's uh, let's go. Uh, so you get to the med center and you open it up where previously it was Brutus and Nurse Jenny standing staring at the exit. Both Brutus and Persephone are standing in the center of their respective quarantine zones and nurse jenny is just throwing herself at the glass you see small fractures in the glass where she has been throwing herself well um we don't have a whole lot of this stuff made well we're we're gonna have to go to facility control for me to get this into the vent system so maybe if this isn't safe we should just all hightail it over there at least if we're there we can watch everything I grab more sedative that I have in the med center and say... Yeah. Can you guys think of anything else that would be there that we would want, like, to take with us? This is probably our last chance in this room. What about, like, uh, is there any, like, blow torches or flamethrowers? What do we got here, Russ? In the med center? Do you keep a rocket launcher in there still? Right? Like, it's entirely possible. Like, budget cuts. The BFG, the big fucking gun from Doom, is that in there? (laughs) No... I'm gonna say probably not. Damn it. How okay. about hazmat suits? Yeah. 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 Just grab a few of those in there. Oh, and I grab a couple personal canisters of oxygen. Sure. Because we may not have blow torches. But we could make them. <laughs> but we can DIY that <laughs> shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm very crafty, so. Yeah, so you grab everything uh, that you can find there, oxygen and tranks and hazmat suits. And I mean, a flamethrower in an oxygen-enriched environment is going to be a great idea. So Uh It's going to be so good. So good. Love that artificial atmosphere, right? right? Yeah, it's great. Um, Yeah, you guys are filling your bags, and Nurse Jenny's body is just being thrown and, uh, in fact, cracks through the first section um, as you guys are finishing doing what you're doing but she is like trying to crawl her way through uh, the shattered glass right now as you guys are leaving the room and heading back toward facility control and you get back to facility control and Lamar is in there Regina Regina is not though Uh, Lamar uh, two things where's Regina Regina and where are those plans that you were talking about when I was here last time? Regina said she had to just run run to the washroom real quick. Uh, plans are plans are right here. 
I'm surprised you didn't see her coming coming this way. But yeah, that's where she said she went. Plans are here, though. Uh, and I mean, do you, you want to go over them now? I mean, if you thought it was important enough before, yeah, I should. We should take a look at these. Yeah, um, there's some crazy shit happening here, man. Uh, so I found them. They look to be old Tundra intelligence facility blueprints. Like when the original mining transport started, that's when this thing was built. It's, it's a. I mean, it's a good distance, several hours if you were to take a rover or a, or a, one of the harvest trucks. But I mean, they've got. It looks like they've got a full suite, like. I mean, even kind of more than what we've got going on over here. Like they've got a full med center. They've got... I mean, it looks like it was used for a very short time before kind of Lunacorp took over. This looks like another another company that they bought out. Um, they've got different, like, shuttles and, and pods and stuff all there. Um, why, why would Lunacorp take over and not use an existing facility? That, that doesn't make any sense. I, I, I don't know. I just, it was very, it was like this, quite literally, this blueprint that was shoved at the very far back of some of these cabinets here. Yeah, I remember them. I mean, they were in business before they were up here, but then, you know, Luna kind of took over everything and they sold off and I don't know much else about them. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's a full set. I just thought, you know, being that we're having some issues, might be good to have plan, plan I mean, B. Well, we don't even, we don't even exactly. Know I can't believe now. they wouldn't have, you know, sold off everything they could just because this is how it would have started. We'd need to know for sure. I mean, the rescue mission's on the way, so hopefully this is, you know, this doesn't matter. But thank you, Lamar. It will be. It's good to know that maybe there's another option out there. Well, I mean, push comes to shove. If we do need more sedative, and if they did shut down really fast. The med centers are never, never fully, you know, nothing is taken. So, it, it could be a place to get supplies if we need to. You hear a, a small buzzer alarm go off on one of the, uh, one of the surveillance consoles. Uh, I wheel over in my wheelie chair and I bring up whatever feed I need to bring up. You see uh, uh, an alarm is going off for the dorms and you switch the consoles over uh, to the main entrance to the dorm and you see standing in a spacesuit Regina Regina and she is punching in to the keypad to the dorms. Oh my god. I want to go on the PA. Regina, what are you doing? You can't be... You, you need to get back here right now. She looks startled, but keeps punching in quicker into the key. Um, I just, I just needed, I just needed to check. On no, someone. it's dangerous. You need to be here with us. Please come back right away. Please stop what you're doing. She finishes punching in the keypad, and you see, like, a, a release go on the door. I just, I just need to check. Okay, I'm just I'll be right I'll be right back. It'll be fine. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna open any door. As the door opens to the dorm and she steps through. Regina, if you go in there and you get contaminated, we cannot let you out. I feel like I kinda just wanna lock the door. <laughs> like, Behind her, right? Yeah, and like disable the fucking punch pad. <laughs> I mean I honestly think we just like we're just watching it because sure. I can't just like dumbstruck. <laughs> she walks down the hallways of the dorm. 
until she gets to a door and stops and looks at it. And she's up against the window. And from your judgment there, Oscar, you can determine that it is the room of Maya Kular. And last time we saw Maya, she was not feeling real good. She ripped the phone off the wall. And you see Regina up against and kind of knocking at the glass. And you can pull up the feed inside Maya's room and you see her huddled in a corner. Uh, She's one of the ones rocking back and forth. You can't really hear what's going on in that room, but you see Regina take a step back and kind of slump her shoulders and then begin punching in the pad at the door. Oscar, can you stop her? I Okay, I'm thinking there's two options. I can try and, like, get on there and stop her. I'm not sure how much time that would take. Or if we have some of that aerosol tranquilizer, I can try targeting just that room. What do you guys want me to do? Maybe just, like, try and hack the door? Yeah, we don't we don't have a lot of this tranquilizer, and, I mean, Maya doesn't look to be <laughs> dangerous right now. I mean, not to say that she isn't, but... <laughs> There, there are people who, who probably need to be tranked a lot more than she does. If we could just stop her from going in there. Okay, I'll uh, I'll try and, and cut the power to the door panel. Uh, what am I... Crafts? Is that is that a crafty craft. thing? Ooh. Oh, you're being so crafty. Crafts is my good one. Uh, so that's a two plus four. That is a s- fantastic. Oh. You're frantically trying to shut down uh, the keypad that she's working on. But just before you enter in the final sequence, she rolled a a plus seven. Fucking Holy Regina Regina. Shit. I knew she was overqualified when I she hired her. She seems so fingers. useless in that hallway, but yeah. fuck. You see the same release of the door, and it slides open. And you see her step into the room. She looks like she's trying to like coax a response out of Maya. And as she's doing this, you hear another alarm go off on tracking system that you have within the facility control. And Lamar runs over and looks at it. And as he looks down at it, he says, guys, there's something, uh, it, it, maybe it's the, maybe it's the rescue team. They're, they're coming in pretty quick. And as he says that the lights go out, the backup lights kick on just a soft red some of the surveillance cameras start kicking back on slowly and it kicks on to the one that you saw Regina Regina in and Maya is on top of her attacking her and it flashes through to other dorm rooms and the doors are opening on all of them as the entire system has been reset Facing Fate Season 1, Lunacorp, Day 5, Part 1. With your game master Russ Moore and players Amy Moore, Carla Maxted, and Tom Laird. Production and sound design by Russ Moore. Theme music by Eli McElveen. All other music by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.filmmusic.io. Artwork by Kessie Rilinicki. The game system used is Fate Core by Evil Hat Productions. Supporting producers are Gabriel Lynch, Joshua Dixon, Christian Brown, Devin Michaels, Kat Waterflame, and Jacob Madden. 
Follow and share episodes to your friends on Twitter at FacingFakeCast or Facebook.com slash FacingFakeCast. Become a patron of Dumb Dragons Productions today to support Facing Fate and hear the entire first season, as well as becoming the first to hear future seasons and join monthly hangouts with the cast. Visit and join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. A Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hi, folks. Let me see if I can sum up Midnight Burger in about 25 seconds. Really, big monster? Zero irony. Pardon me, Gloria. Might my husband and I have a word? The radio is talking to me. So this is how it ends. Eaten by wolves in space. There's a pocket dimension in the deep freeze. This is the stupidest dystopia we've ever been to. What the hell is that? Because you're having a cigarette? In 415 million BC? Where are we? Space? Can you narrow that down? The bad part? Ava. Yeah, that didn't work at all. At the nexus of all things, there is a diner. Look for Midnight Burger on your favorite podcasting app or just go to weopenat6.com.